0: Hey there, friend. We're so glad you could join us. Here we like to highlight the best of humanity while offering a dose of positivity to hopefully brighten your day. But more importantly, we want you to know whatever you're going through, whatever you're feeling, you're not alone. We're here to stand with you. I'm Chuck Rendon.
1: And I'm Amy Nalowai. And this is A World of Hopes. Well, here we are, back for another dose of hope. Uh, But before we do that, L.A. has actually uh, proven that there is hope for football (laughs) in Los Angeles, after all, as uh, the Rams just won the Super Bowl.
0: They're going to Disneyland.
1: They're going to Disneyland. (laughs) Luckily, it will be a very short drive for them. (laughs) Um. As I was partaking in, you know, Super Bowl snacks with my parents, made me realize, like, I miss, I miss parties, like, with friends, because, like, I miss (laughs) the good snacks.
0: (laughs) That's usually the best part about a Super Bowl party, if we're being honest.
1: Yes. But I also miss party games. Like, I don't Ah, know, do you like playing games? I've been known to
0: play a game or two in my Yeah, I'm a fan.
1: So, apparently, I am itching... For some gameplay and time because <laughs> <laughs> for no reason whatsoever, because I'm not planning on <laughs> any friend gatherings to be able to use this, but I ended up buying a new game and it's called pick your poison.
0: Okay. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued.
1: It's, it's a board game version of like doing a this or that, like, okay. All right. you know, would you rather do this or do that? And it's, i not pick your poison because most of the options, (laughs) you're faced with kind of picking the lesser of two evils.
0: Ah, the no-win situation.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, both are like, "Mm, no, I don't want to do either of those. (laughs) But you have to pick one. Just because, I
0: I don't know, because
1: I have the game. I, I have started to randomly pick two cards and I post the picture on my Instagram stories with a poll asking my friends which they would pick nice and I have to admit it has been the most fascinating thing
0: (laughs) you (laughs) get to learn a lot about your friends
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes yes I do and and it what what's cracking me up about this is that I will literally get replies from that, those messages from my friends of, like, their internal uh, dilemma. Like, <laughs> I can't choose this because X, Y, and Z. And I can't choose that because <laughs> one, two, and three. And, um, They're or, really or, some thought. I like that though. Yes. Or they'll come back to me with, um, like, an explanation for why they chose what they chose. And it's this, like, lengthy reply. <laughs> it is cracking me up. I am learning so much. It's been, like, the most fascinating thing <laughs> that great. I have ever done on my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and so I thought for fun, are you up to the challenge? Are you ready to pick your poison? You want to try?
0: This could be fun. Yeah, let's do it. I like it. Okay.
1: Okay. So the first two, <laughs> Oh boy. Would you rather only be able to communicate by shouting as loud as you can? Or, Travel exclusively by horse-drawn carriage.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I, there, <laughs> there is something quaint about horse-drawn carriage traveling, but, you know, if I was going to travel, like, across states or something like that, <laughs> I would suddenly be transported back, uh, you know, to like the 1800s. days of the
1: Oregon Trail. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: it would take me, you know, a couple months to cross the country, maybe. Just
1: a little while.
0: Shouting, though, you know, it's funny. I've never really been a shouter, so I got to go with the horse-drawn carriage. It would probably be annoying, but I feel like the other option, I would just never have a voice. I I would just be horse all the time, (laughs) and I'd have to learn to type in all caps all the time, too, I guess. (laughs) So, yeah, I I got to go horse-drawn carriage. I think there's just something quaint and almost romantic about that. It would be cool. It would probably get annoying after a while, but it'd be fun.
1: I'd say it could be difficult uh, with some of the weather that you.
0: Well, that's true, too. Depending on the time of year you're deciding to travel.
1: Yeah, that could be a a frigid
0: experience. How about you? Which one would you choose?
1: I mean, I sort of. I'm loud and obnoxious anyways. <laughs> so I feel like communicating by shouting as loud as you can um, would be pretty easy for me. It's kind <laughs> of the status I quo. Already, <laughs> I already do it. Okay. So, right. um, I yeah, I'm sure like the majority of the world would hate me even more <laughs> for doing it. But um, I guess it would be really difficult if like, I don't know, like if you needed to be quiet, what would you do? <laughs> like, that would be really awkward if you were at a movie theater and you needed to, like, <laughs> ask a There's question There's no such or thing as
0: whispering, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Hmm. And then everyone would hear everything you say.
0: That's true. That could be hmm. yeah, That could be problematic in certain situations. Could get, could get interesting. Uh, you definitely Maybe don't want just... to go to the library. That's for pretty... me. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was going to say maybe I would have to write everything down, but then the card does say only be able to communicate by shouting as loud as you can. So it's not like I could have a backup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, hence the dilemma of this game. I don't, I don't know that I would, I mean, traveling by horse-drawn carriage means that I would have to have horses, first of all, which means that I would have to have a place to keep said horses, and that just seems like a messy responsibility that i would know nothing about like caring for a horse i'm about the farthest thing from a farm girl there possibly could be um so i feel like um, i don't know i'd have to i'd have to learn about taking care of horses and i'd have to have a space to keep them it's not really convenient for where i live <laughs> so I don't know how that would work. (laughs) This is a very interesting dilemma. Hence the excitement of this game. All right. Well, let's move on to the next. Oh, dear.
0: Okay. (laughs) The next two cards. This already sounds promising.
1: They're just kind of funny. Would you rather be unable to turn left?
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay.
1: It sounds like a zoolander problem. Are you an ambiturner? Um, would you be would you rather be unable to turn left or be unable to use the following words? The, and, to, be, and of.
0: Wow. That could be interesting. Although not being able to turn left. Uh wow.
1: I mean, you would just have to like reroute. <laughs> Yeah,
0: yeah, like constantly. (laughs) Definitely take the long way to The scenic route would be your your, your top. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's interesting though is it doesn't really specify if you're in a car. So I'm assuming just walking, right? You can't turn left. Like you always have to go right. Yeah, that would be an assumption. Even in your home, like, God forbid, you know. (laughs) Like it's going to be really difficult to try to get into your bedroom if it's on the left hand (laughs) side, or (laughs) you're really going to look like a fool. I got to walk my circle here.
1: Couldn't you turn, like, turn yourself around, like, to the right so that you're facing at least facing the door? I don't know.
0: Yeah, maybe. I mean, there's probably ways around it. I'm sure.
1: I think you'd have to make yourself really dizzy.
0: Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> a lot of like going in circles. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know, man. That's a tough one, but I feel like hmm. not using those vital words like that we use like yeah. all the time. I mean, those are such crutch words, really just to try to form a coherent sentence without those. I, I feel would be really difficult. So yeah, it would be a challenge, but I, I would probably go the no left turns.
1: I think that's yeah.
0: I, I feel like you, you could cleverly, you know, get your way around that and plan out your routes a little bit better. But yeah.
1: Yeah, I think that's what I would go with, too, in that situation. All right. Well, on that note, I think you've got a great story of hope to share with us. Why don't you go ahead and spread some hope for us?
0: Yeah, this is definitely an inspirational one. I came across it on Instagram, on the Good News Dog Instagram account, They originally picked up a social media post by Rebecca Bastian, uh, and she posted a video of her father, her uh, 78 year old father, doing a skating routine with his teacher. What was remarkable about this is her father just picked up skating in his late 70s or mid 70s. She videotaped him at an actual performance. And honestly, like the video, (laughs) it's pretty endearing. You know, it's just, it's really. Cool to see them doing their routine. You can tell like he's having such a great time of it. Uh, he's he's a little unsure of himself, but uh, he he <laughs> you can tell like he's just really into it, and which is it's just fun to watch. And because I was so into this video, I decided to dig a little deeper. So I actually found an article about him uh, on the Guardian. So uh, his name is Richard Epstein, and he's uh, a scientist actually a retired scientist, he decided to take up skating. It's it's kind of funny how this happens. So he ended up going to his local ice skating rink in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and he was handed a free pair of skates there because apparently someone left them behind because uh, I don't know if they fell once too many times, but they were just oh, done. No. So they just left their skates there. <laughs> and so uh, the establishment gave, decided to give them to Richard and he didn't know how to skate at all, but decided to put them to use and started learning how to skate in his mid-70s, which uh, <laughs> it's pretty fun. It's a pretty cool thing, you know, and his attitude about it was really cool because uh, he said uh, he always strived to do uncomfortable things because he found that good things always came from it. So he's like, well, I don't know how to skate. Doesn't sound like it's going to be super fun, but hey, I'm going to give it a go because I think something great could come from it. And so he gave it a go. And ultimately, yeah, he ended up doing his first competition with his skating instructor. And uh, as you'll see the video, uh, we'll definitely post in the show notes. It, it's it's really, really fun to watch.
1: That's so great. I love it. I think what I love the most is that when, if I was to put myself in that situation, I guarantee that I could come up with a long laundry list of reasons why I should not be in ice skates and be on ice ever. (laughs) Like I probably would have come up with 101 different excuses to not do it. But the fact that he was willing to to try anyways, even though it was something he had no experience with. And I know that as you as you age, like the, the complications of falling, like your bones become more brittle and, you know, one fall and you can break important things. <laughs> so it's just like that fear alone.
0: My one and only experience going <laughs> ice skating. I was in my 20s and I fell so many times. The, the last time I fell, I literally felt like if I fall one more time. My body is done. Like I will oh, break no. into a million pieces. And yeah, so kudos to him. Like in late, you know, mid seventies deciding to go out there and give it a whirl. Uh, because yeah, my twenty something year old self was not very <laughs> fond of falling. It's not fun. It's not fun at all.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah, that I'm I'm pretty sure that would be me too. <laughs> Although I think the the one, yeah, I was probably in my 20s the last time I went ice skating too. And I think I lasted about 10 minutes on the ice Mm. um, before I gave up because I think my skates were too small. So they were like super uncomfortable. (laughs) My toe Uh, kept like hitting the end of the shoe, you know. Um, And then it was just too cold.
0: (laughs) It is really cold, yeah.
1: Ice is cold.
0: Yeah, who would have thought? I think, Ice I is cold. I think after I...
1: Yeah. All it took was that one fall and then I was freezing and I was like, nope, I'm going to go sit where it's warm. <laughs> and I ended up reading a book and <laughs> drinking hot cocoa while everyone else skated. <laughs> so, Yeah, oh. I think
0: I ended up in the arcade. I was just, I'm done. I'll, I'll go play with the kids in the arcade. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but yeah, I, I love Richard's attitude, you know, and... Like I said, he mentioned that he likes to do things that challenges himself. He feels like good things come from discomfort. He talks about every time he goes to the ice rink, he's always anxious. And he's like, am I going to stumble? Am I going to fall? There's certainly a high risk of failure here uh, that I get to work through. And he looks at it as like a barrier. And then when he accomplishes it, when he gets through it, He just feels proud of himself and feels very good. Like he accomplished something that he worked through his anxious feelings, got the thing done. And like I said, in his mid-70s, he's learned a new skill. And yeah, he was able to actually participate in a competition for it, which I I think is just amazing. And it goes to show you, you're just never too old to learn something new and potentially excel at it.
1: Yeah. I love that he was willing to try something new. You know, one of the um, sort of mantras that a, a group of my friends started saying a whole lot during the pandemic was try new things. I think in the the monotony of, you know, the stay at home orders and the uncertainty of everything that was going on you know during especially the beginning phases of the pandemic like so so much of what we were used to like the normalness of life was gone and so we, we kind of had to figure out new ways to live almost you know you know what were my hobbies Well, I would go to Disneyland, (laughs) you know, like, I don't know if that counts as a hobby, but that wasn't really an option. I couldn't, you know, that that's how I spent my free time before. And that wasn't an option. So I had all this free time, um, you know, on top of not working and I had to figure out something, something new to do to fill that time. And, and I think we're so often, you know, just like the fear of falling on the ice while ice skating, it's so easy to get caught up in, what if I fail? What if I try something new and I fail? But it's not, I don't think it's about the failure. I think it's about taking that step and trying, you know, just try something new. And just the lesson that you can learn from that experience in itself lends to um, just a more a more vibrant and exciting life, you know whether or not it's something you stick with and excel with or not. But like, tr- don't be afraid to try new things. And I right. think that, like, that's a great lesson to take from this story.
0: Well, and I think too, like obviously we all have this built-in fear of failure. You know, I think I think it's a very real thing. But all it's one of those things too that failure is kind of based on your perspective, right? I mean, you can quote unquote fail, but honestly, if you learn something about yourself or you know, you had a good time experiencing what what led to the failure, or whatever. Like the journey, it was the journey was great. Uh, is it really a failure at that point? You know, it's just all a matter of how you look at it. And if you've grown as a person from it, then I don't see how that could possibly be a failure. It's nothing but a win, really. So, yeah, I was really encouraged by uh, Richard's story. And you know, to to top it all off, uh, he's actually uh, currently undergoing treatment for stage four prostate cancer so in the midst of all of this he's still you know skating every day i just think like his resilience is just something that uh, we could all model you know regardless of our age you know just that curiosity for life being potentially dealt a a bad hand but yet still getting out there and still wanting to discover and experience new things not letting life beat you down I, i think that's just such a great mentality it's a great perspective to have
1: thanks richard for the life lesson
0: (laughs) yeah definitely so that my story of hope this week uh richard epstein and his amazing skating performance uh it's really heartwarming and you know on the uh the video the music they have paired up with it it's just just really uh breathtaking you know you'll i I think you'll you'll tear up a little bit It, it definitely got me so Kudos to you, Richard Epstein. Hopefully, uh, you inspire many more people. And I'm, I'm glad his story's getting out there because it's a, it's a good one. All right. Well, I think that about does it for this episode. If you enjoyed your time with us, the best way to ensure you never miss a conversation is to subscribe and follow the podcast. You can find how to do that at worldofhopes.com.
1: And we would love to connect with you in between episodes at our Instagram. You can find us at AWO hopes and tag us in any stories of hope that you may find. Share us in your own experiences of hope and positivity with us there as well. And uh, while you're at it, don't forget to spread a little bit of hope in your corner of the world. Thanks for listening.
0: Take care. and We'll see you soon.
1: Bye. Would you rather only be able to walk on all fours? (laughs) So I imagine, you know, when little kids crawl like Mowgli from the Jungle Book.
0: (laughs) Right.
1: Would you rather only be able to walk on all fours or constantly feel like you're covered in ants?
0: Oh, that's an easy one for me because, you know, the, the last place I lived in actually had an ant problem. And that's not a pleasant experience, especially because (laughs) one evening I was just laying in bed, like about to go to sleep. I was on my phone in the dark, right, about to turn my phone off. Ant crawled right across my phone. (laughs) Oh, no. that's, That's, yeah, that's the worst because the rest of the night you just feel like you have ants on you. And that's not a pleasant feeling. So... No, I, I would crawl on all fours any day. <laughs> like, no, no ants, no ants, no feeling of even, ants. No,
1: even in a public restroom.
0: Uh, ooh. okay. Well, I would make sure I had gloves and some knee pads on or something like that. But and I would okay. wear the appropriate, like, probably hazmat suit or something. But yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, these are things to think about. I'm no, I'm no, that's that's very yeah. true.
0: That's very true. But uh, yeah, that, that's the links I would go though to not feel like they're ants on me. I hate that feeling. So, yeah, that's an easy choice for me.
1: Yeah, I don't know which one I would pick on that one. Because constantly feeling like you're covered in ants and actually being covered in ants are two different things.
0: No, very true. Uh-oh. But to the mind, feeling like you always have ants on you, trust yeah. me, it sucks. <laughs> okay, okay. I will Especially your when you're trying to it. sleep. Let me be frank. <laughs> that's not a fun feeling.
1: I'm going to have nightmares of ants crawling on me. You <laughs> will now. When i get into yeah. bed. Now.